It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seattle Radio Theater, Town Hall, and Cairo Radio present A Green and White Christmas, written and directed by Felix Bunnell, and starring Dave Ross, Chris Sullivan, Ursula Royteen, G. Scott, and Colleen O'Brien. Good evening, I'm your announcer, legendary broadcaster Frank Shires. A Green and White Christmas is about Frederick and Nelson, the late, great Seattle department store with its brush-script green and white logo that was founded in 1890. Fredericks built their flagship store at Fifth and Pine in 1915 in a building that's now home to Nordstrom. Fredericks closed in 1993, but many fond memories remain from the doormen who greeted shoppers to holiday decorations, green and white gift boxes and shopping bags, and of course, Frank Frango milkshakes. Live analog sound effects for tonight's show will be performed in studio by Curtis Takahashi, and most of our cast members are actually acting remotely from home in this rather strange pandemic holiday season of 2020. But our story tonight takes place long, long ago, in 1954 to be exact, when the Larson family is getting ready for Christmas. On the morning of Christmas Eve, Jim Larson is in Portland, having just finished an important business meeting. It's time to head home to be with the rest of the family in Seattle. And now, Cairo Radio presents the live broadcast of A Green and White Christmas. Yeah. Hello, operator. May I help you, sir? Yes, Please, I'd I like to place a call long distance to Seattle. The number is Atwater, 3474. Certainly, sir. How would you like to pay for the call? I think I have enough change here. Uh, how much will it be? 35 cents for two minutes. Uh, good, good, because uh, that's all I've got. Attention, Seattle down passengers. We are now boarding Track 12. Seattle may now board North Coast Limited on Track 12. Uh, uh, doggone it. That's my train. Stand by, sir. Your call's connecting. Hello? Hi, hon. Oh, hi, Jim. How did the meeting go? It went, it went great. Oh, good. 
And yeah, I, I think we got a decent chance of getting the account. I kind of rushed things towards the end of the presentation. Told him my train uh, had to had to catch and, and family get home to for Christmas. That is such great news about the account. I'll keep my fingers crossed. How soon does your train leave? In just a few minutes, the cab got me here sooner than I thought. Portland's not this big city that Seattle is nowadays. There was hardly any traffic. So what's the weather like down there? What's the... What's the... It's terrific. I'm really looking forward to being home for Christmas. How's Jake and Susie? Are they excited about Christmas? Oh, they are. They're really looking forward to you being home. They're very oh. excited. In fact, I think they're making presents for us. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Presents? That reminds me. I have a little shopping to do this afternoon when I get into town. I have to... Hello, this is the operator. I'm sorry, sir. Your time is up. Please deposit 35 cents for an additional two minutes or hang up. Hey, hey I, I'm out of change. Operator, uh, love you, Sarah. See you at four. I love you, too. Bye. Was that daddy on the phone, Mom? It sure was, Jake. He's on his way home. What have you and Susie been up to? Oh, nothing. Just getting ready for Christmas. We've got presents for you, Daddy. Susie. <laughs> you do? I can't wait to see what they are. As the day progresses, Sarah passes the time baking and preparing food for the family's traditional Christmas celebration. Susie watches Wanda Wanda on King Television, and Jake plays outside with some of his fellow Cub Scouts. Just after lunch, Sarah, Susie, and Jake put the finishing touches on the family Christmas tree. Mmm, the tree smells so fresh. Jake, have you found your father's favorite ornament yet? You remember the silver snowflake that you made for him? Yeah, I put it right here on top of the hi-fi, right where Dad can find it tonight and hang it high up in the tree. Oh, terrific. You know how much he loves that silver snowflake. Susie... How are those popcorn strings coming along? See? Mom, I think I'm almost finished. So how soon can we leave to go and meet Daddy? Oh, we're not going to leave here any later than a quarter past three. So we can be sure to meet your dad at four o'clock. I can hardly wait to see Dad and to see all the decorations at the store. I'm so excited, too. It's a family tradition that your father and I started before you kids were even born, even before we were married, when we were still at the U. Can we go get a Frango milkshake while we're at the Paul Bunyan room? Of course, sweetie. That's where Daddy's meeting us just as soon as his train gets in. a darn fine cup of coffee. Must be a new percolator in the dining car. Oh, excuse me. Conductor. Oh, conductor. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Mr. The name's Larson. Jim Larson. How may I help you, Mr. Larson? 
I'm, I'm meeting my family in downtown Seattle this afternoon, and I wonder if you could tell me if this train is going to be on time. Hey, let me see. A quarter past 10 a.m. Longview. Uh, why, yes, yes, we are on time. It's a good thing, too. I, I hear from dispatch that you're having snow flurries in Olympia with a chill wind blowing from the north. Snow flurries, huh? Gee, maybe we'll have a white Christmas this year. My kids would love that. <laughs> yes, and I, I certainly remember the white Christmases we had growing up in Minnesota. Ice skating, sledding, snowmen, snowball fights. You don't see much of that in rainy old Seattle, no, sir. No, we sure don't. I can't even remember the last time it snowed on Christmas in Seattle. It's been years. <laughs> now, now, Mr. Larson, don't go count your chickens or your snowmen, for that matter. Any Seattle snow is likely to turn into rain before we have ourselves a, a white Christmas. Still, it would be nice to see the trees and the lights all frosted with snow. That it would, that it would. Well, excuse me, I'm going to have to let you and the other passengers know if I hear anything more about the weather. All right, thanks. Yeah, snow or no snow? Snow? I hope you have a, a Merry Christmas, Mr. Larson. Hey, you too. Now, in the days before weather satellites and Doppler radar and brilliant forecasters like Nick Nallard, weather forecasting was much more of a guessing game than it is now. Unbeknownst to Jim, as his train made its way north, an icy mass of Arctic air was colliding with a very typical moisture-laden Pacific storm, setting the stage for snow in Puget Sound on Christmas Eve. Meanwhile, families all over the Northwest were making final preparations for Christmas. Last-minute trips to the grocery store, wrapping presents, stringing lights, putting the finishing touches on the tree. As twilight begins to settle over the Larson home, Sarah, Jake, and Susie are just about to leave the house and head for downtown Seattle and the family's traditional Christmas Eve visit to Frederick's. The lighted Christmas trees and windows at night. It is so cold outside. Susie, Jake, make sure and bring your hat and mittens with you when we go out. I just went to get the mail and there is a nippy breeze blowing. Okay, Mom. Wow, look at those packages. Are those presents for me? Well, there might be a sweater from your grandpa and maybe a fruitcake for your father from Aunt Ellen. There'll be plenty of time to open presents later. Okay, I can wait. Sort of, especially for the fruitcake. Oh, Jake, could you please turn off the hi-fi before we leave? Sure thing, Mom. We interrupt our program of holiday music for a special bulletin. The U.S. Weather Bureau is reporting heavy snowfall at the state capitol in Olympia. Forecasters say that the storm may improve, may move north toward Tacoma and Seattle late this afternoon and early this evening. It looks like we could have ourselves a white Christmas, folks. Please stay tuned to this station for updated forecasts. We now return to our regularly scheduled program of holiday music. Coming up next at 4 o'clock, the original cast recording of a mall and the night visitors. Jeepers, did you hear that, Mom? I sure did. Snow on wow. Oh, my goodness. Hooray! I love snow! Ooh, ooh, we can go sledding. 
We can build a snowman. Oh, and a snow fort. Make snow angels. Oh, I'm going to have a snowball fight. Oh, wow. I'm so excited for this snow. Are you okay, Mommy? Oh, snow in Seattle. (laughs) Gee, Mom, you don't sound very excited. Oh, gee, I'm excited, Jake. (laughs) I just hope we can get downtown, meet your father, and then get home before it really starts to fall or to stick on the road. Neither one of us is much of a snow driver. Hey, maybe we can sled home. Yay! Oh, well, you know, we may have to. Okay, come on, you two. Let's go get in the car and get downtown. Frederick and Nelson on Pine Street is bustling with holiday shoppers. Elevators and escalators are carrying throngs of people up and down. In the gift wrapping department, experienced hands are trimming and folding paper and cellophane tape to transform toys, clothing, appliances, and other gifts into colorful packages. Within the store's restaurants, weary customers are gathering strength for the last push to finish holiday shopping for yet another year. Out on the sidewalk, kids and parents have been lining up all day to visit Santa Claus in his display window home. However, at the moment, Santa Claus, who is known the rest of the year as Wally Raymond, is taking a much-needed break within the Associates Lounge. His red and white hat and black shiny boots are off. His plush red coat with ivory fleece trim is draped over a chair. His false beard rests on the battered wooden table while he sips piping hot black coffee from a white porcelain cup. With him is co-worker and old friend Ed Thomas, one of the department store doormen. How you holding up, Wally? Oh, 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 my knees are sore. <laughs> of course, my feet are swelling up. My back is killing me. Ed, you know, I think they're just making the kids a whole lot heavier than they used to. So you're good then, huh? Good? I won't even be good until today is over. Well, it's not over yet, Wally. You still got three more hours out there three with the kids. Three more hours? <laughs> that kind of attitude won't do, Mr. Jolly Old Elf. This is your biggest day of the year. You, my red-suited, white-bearded friend, are the star of the show right now. I know, I know. I, I've made my lists. I've checked them twice. I know, ho, 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 who I am. I know that Santa can't let the little tykes down or the big tykes either. Bad back or no. Now that's more like a good boy, Santa. Being Santa is fine, you know, making the little kitties happy and everything. But for me... What I sure am looking forward to is this party you've invited me to tonight. <laughs> well, me too. Me too. Darlene and her friend Florence are expecting us at Darlene's place at 8 o'clock. We'll go to the party from there. Then it'll be time for old Santa to really celebrate. Florence, huh? Yes, Florence. As I recall, you told me that Darlene said that this flow ho, ho, ho is a real doll. A real Santa's little helper, eh? Uh, well, that's not exactly what Darlene said, but close enough. Yeah. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me, tell me more about Florence, Ed. Listen, listen, Wally. You need to finish your coffee, get back out there to Santa's throne. Have you seen the line of kids stretched around the corner? Hmm? And I need to get back out to the front door. So see you later. Ho, ho, ho! You said the floor was a doll, and if she's not, you're going to get a lump of coal in your stocking. (laughs) 
Look out the window, wheelers come to call. Children singing, sleigh bells ringing, yes, they Oh, we're almost there. Look out the window, Mom, I don't see snow. Boo! But I sure don't like the looks of that sky. Maybe that radio announcer was right. Maybe we will have a white Christmas this year. I sure hope so. I really love snow. I can't wait to get in a snowball fight and go ice skating. We interrupt this program of holiday music with the latest on the snowstorm. Temperatures are dropping throughout the region and flurries have been reported near Bellingham. Keep your radio right here. We'll bring you the latest on the big Christmas Eve snow. Now, back to the festive holiday tune. Oh, boy, snow. Oh, boy, snow. I sure hope we have snow, Mommy. It's so pretty. Well, it is pretty, but let's hope we can enjoy it at home. Doozy, Mom, look at all the lights on the trees. Look at the people carrying all those presents. I want to see Santa. I want to see Santa. We'll see him. We'll see him. He'll be in the window like always. That's right, Susie. You can tell Santa what you would like for Christmas, and we'll get our picture taken together. You, Jake, and Daddy and me. Oh, oh, maybe they'll have the reindeer and the penguins again this year. Okay, here we are at the parking garage. I hope there's a spot left. As Sarah, Jake, and Susie make their way from the parking garage to the street, lights twinkle in the darkening sky, and picturesque snowflakes begin to flutter and fall on downtown Seattle. Hurrying across the 6th Avenue crosswalk to reach the main entrance, the family is greeted by doorman Ed Thomas, back from his Christmas coffee break with Santa. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to Frederick and Nelson, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Can you please tell me what time the store closes this evening? By uh, 6 o'clock, ma'am. It's Christmas Eve, you know. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Okay, come on, kids. Let's go and see if your father is waiting for us in the Paul Bunyan room. <laughs> I still don't see him anywhere, Mom. I don't either, Jake, and it's almost 4.30. Where do you think Daddy is, Mommy? I'm not sure, Susie. Come on, kids. Let's go back to the main entrance and talk to that doorman. Maybe he can help us. Mom, listen to that choir. Snow falling outside. They sound terrific, don't they, honey? And you're right about the snow. And it's probably cold enough to stick as well. Oh, there's the doorman, Ma. Thanks, Jake. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Doorman, Mr. Doorman. Oh, oh. Hi again, ma'am. Something I can help you with? I am hoping so. I'm here with my children, as you can see, and we're supposed to meet my husband at four o'clock, but there's no sign of him. And, well, it's nearly five now, and I know it's a long shot, but you haven't seen him by any chance, have you? Well, I'm not sure. What does he look like? Well, he's about six feet tall with sandy hair. He's wearing a tan trench coat, a charcoal fedora, 
and oh, he's probably carrying a brown leather suitcase. Hmm. A lot of people here today, ma'am. But I can't say that I've seen a man who fits that description exactly. He's supposed to be coming into King Street on the train. I, I tried phoning there, but I just couldn't get through. Ah, it's awfully busy. Probably stuck in traffic. Well, we heard on the radio that there might be snow. <laughs> I'm just so worried. Well, it's snowing pretty hard now. I wouldn't worry too much about the snow. Probably turn into rain here before too long, like it usually does. But listen, I'll keep an eye out for your husband. I'll alert my fellow doorman to do the same. By the way, my name's Ed Thomas. What's your husband's name, ma'am? It's Jim. Jim Larson. Hi, I'm, I'm Mrs. Larson, and this is Susie, nice and this you. is Jake. Hi, Jake. Nice to meet you, Hi. Mr. Thomas. Good to meet you, too. Okay, as soon as Mr. Larson arrives, I will let him know that you are here, and I can even make an announcement over the store's public address system to make sure that you find each other, okay? Oh, that would be such a big help. Thank you, Mr. Thomas. Right now, in the meantime... Why don't you folks go and see Santa? Or you can take a look at all the decorations, and I think the choir will be singing again in a few minutes. Okay, yes, yes, we'll do that. But, Mommy, when's Daddy going to be here? Yeah, Mom, where's Daddy? Okay, now, now, kids, I, I, I know. He's going to meet us here, like always. Don't worry, don't worry. Now, I know that your Daddy's going to be here very soon. Thank you, Mr. Thomas. Thank you so much for your help. You are very welcome. Now, I know this won't be necessary, but if by some chance it gets to 6 o'clock and you still can't find Mr. Larson, why don't you come back here? We'll see what the other options are, okay? That's a good idea. <laughs> just in, case. Uh, just in just case. case. Mom, can we go and find a present for Dad? I mean, besides <gasps> the stuff that we made already. Yeah, can we? Can we, Mom? Can we? Can we? I think that would be nice. Can we Great go idea. Boarding goods? Of course we can. Come on. On a snow-delayed northbound passenger train, sitting idle on the tracks many, many miles south of Seattle's King Street Station, a tired Jim Larson is beginning to realize that this may be a Christmas Eve like no other. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, oh, conductor. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, Mr. Larson. May I help you? Do you have uh, another question? Yeah, listen, I, I know the snowstorm is delaying the train, but do you happen to have any idea what time we'll make it into King Street tonight? I'm sorry, Mr. Larson. It's just no telling how late we might be. Ugh. That's just not good. I know, I know. Not what you want to hear on Christmas Eve, but uh, you see, there's, there's been a slide up near Puyallup, and I hear there's fallen trees in many places, too. Gosh, that's just bad. It's pretty bad. I was supposed to meet my wife and children for dinner an hour ago, and I have no way of getting in touch with them to let them know where I am. Dispatch tells me the crew should have the tracks cleared soon. Uh, they are working as fast as they can, sir. Soon, huh? Oh, nobody saw this storm coming, I'm afraid, Mr. Larson. And and even that radio weather guy, Dick Ballard, he didn't. You know, you know how rarely we have a white Christmas or, or white any day in Seattle? 
I sure do. I just hope I can make it home to enjoy it. Yeah, sure. I'm hoping the missus and I will get to see the grandkids over in Kirkland tomorrow. And I'm sure we're going to be able to make the drive from Seattle. In fact, I'm not sure if I'll even get to see the missus tonight. No, sir. Doggone it. Might have to get a blanket and curl up in the caboose. So it can be midnight before we get to Seattle? I'm afraid it very well could be that late, sir. Oh, darn it. I just hope Sarah and the kids have enough sense to stay home, even though Christmas Eve at Frederick's is a family tradition. Uh, Say, is there a telephone anywhere that I can use? Well, let's see. A next station stop is uh, Tacoma. I can hold the train there for a few minutes, and you might be able to use a payphone on the platform. That'd be swell. I'd like to at least call home and let her know I'm on my way. Yes, Mr. Larson, it seems we're all just trying to get home tonight. Now, now if you'll excuse me, I have to make a special announcement. Uh, sure. Thanks for your help, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? We appreciate your patience in light of the snowstorm and our uh, unanticipated delay. I can't say what time our next stop will be or when we'll reach the end of the line in Seattle. However, I would like to invite everyone to the club car for a cup of hot cocoa. Uh, compliments of the Northern Pacific Railway. Meanwhile, back at Frederick and Nelson, the crowds that earlier swarmed the store in its festive displays are gone. The Uncle Mistletoe and Aunt Holly characters have put away their costumes and stories for another year. The members of the Frederick and Nelson Chorale Society have closed their songbooks. On his golden throne, festooned with lights and artificial snow, Santa Claus is tired, and his back is aching even more than it did last year. But he still has two more visitors to entertain. Come on, kids. We have one more thing we need to do. I'm tired, Mommy. I want to go home. I know, honey. I know. But let's go see Santa. But Dad's not here. I know. But, well, it is late and there's no line right now. Daddy will understand. Come on. There's Santa right over there. But, Mom, that Santa looks a little sleepy. Santa? Santa? What? What? Oh. Hello? Step right up, folks. Come on, Mom. Don't be shy. Old Santa has time for just two more children before he has to head out in the snowstorm and get back up to the North Pole. And these two kids right here, well, they're in luck. Oh, come on, you two. You guys remember Santa. What's your name, little boy? Jake. Hiya, Jake. And what about you, little girl? Susie. Susie, terrific. Well, Jake, old man, let's chat with you first, shall we? Ho, ho, ho! What would you like old Santa to bring you this year? Snowshoes, a dog sled, snow shovel, a polar bear? Gosh, Santa, I've been thinking an awful lot about trains today. They've got some real nifty ones here in Toy Town. Well, I don't think trains would be a problem, no, sir. Have you been a good boy this year, Jake? Well... Santa, he has been wonderful. Have you been as good as your little sister, Susie? Santa, we've both been awful good, but Santa, I don't know if you can bring what we really want right now. Well, you just gotta believe it, old Santa. Santa, I believe. Jake? I believe. Do you believe? 
Well, now you go on and tell me what it is that you really want, little girl. Well, gee, Santa, my daddy was supposed to be here a little while ago, but he's out there somewhere in the snow. We just want him to come home. Well, if there's one thing old Santa knows a thing or two about, it's snow. So don't you worry. No, no, no. Your daddy's going to be just fine. Just ho, 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 hold on. I promise you that daddy will be here just as soon as he can. Do you really mean it, Santa? Of course I do. Now you run along with your brother and your mom. Old Santa won't let you down. Oh, come on, Susie. Come on, Jake. Merry Christmas, Santa. Thanks, Santa. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Claus. And you folks have a Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Bundle up and stay warm out there in all that snow. Bye now. Bye. Bye, Santa. Oh, my Lord. I hope that man shows up. Whew. That's it for another year. Time for old Santa to hang up the shiny boots till next time. Ho, ho, ho. My back could use a break about now. Mr. Claus. Mr. Claus. Yes, Mr. Doorman, sir. May I be the first to congratulate you on another fine year as the beloved Frederick and Nelson Santa Claus. Oh, thank you, Ed. Thank you very much. Every little boy and little girl in Seattle has given you their wish list. Every family in Seattle has had their picture taken with you. Oh, boy, you are not kidding. And if my old North Pole knees can talk. You, Mr. Claus are officially done, relieved of your Yuletide duties until the day after Thanksgiving, 1955. I don't know if I can do it again next year, Ed. I just don't know if I've got it in me anymore. Come on, Wally. You say that every year. Now, let's go. The store's closing in five minutes. I know, I know. I'm coming. Listen, Ed, you know that mom and kids that are waiting for their dad to show up? Oh, oh yeah, the Larsons. Yeah, what about them? Any sign of the old man yet? No. There's no sign of him yet. I'm pretty certain in telling those kids not to worry about their daddy. Told them old Santa knows about snow. Yeah, well, Santa, take a look outside, Mr. Snow Expert. There's nobody on the sidewalks and no cars on the streets. Just a whole lot of snow. Now that you mention it, it is pretty deserted out there. Seattle's a ghost town right now. Kind of reminds me of what it was like during the war blackouts right before we shipped out. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, you ain't whistling dick yes, uh, But I don't, I don't blame those kids for worrying about their dad. Me neither. I hope this Larson guy shows up. Santa's reputation is at stake. Yeah, speaking of which, I told Mrs. Larson that I would meet her at the Fifth Avenue entrance at 6 o'clock. That's a few minutes from now. i got to figure out what they're going to do if this Larson fellow still hadn't shown up. Speaking of figuring out what to do, are we all set for tonight? Have you talked to Darlene, for me, about her friend? Oh, you mean Florence. Yeah, Florence, that's right. I told you this already, didn't I? Well, tell me again. I swear. Okay. So, we're supposed to be at Darlene's place at 8 o'clock, right? Her friend Florence is the lucky gal who gets to be your date for the evening. She'll be be there, and we will all go to the party from there. Uh, Tell me again what this Florence is like. I can't wait to meet her. Well... Of course, I haven't actually met her myself. What? Um, what? You haven't met her? You told me she was a doll, a living, breathing doll. You said, and I quote, I'd ask her out myself if Darlene and I weren't already a couple. Okay, okay. It's true. I haven't actually met Florence in person, but I trust Darlene, and Darlene tells me that Florence is very nice and very smart. 
She's the uh, intellectual type. Oh, oh, excuse me? She also said Florence wears those, uh, you know, those uh, cat eye glasses. And she works at the uh, at the Queen Anne Library. Where does she work? At Queen, the Queen Anne Library. What? The intellectual type? Very nice. Very smart. She works in a library for crying out loud? Ho, ho, ho. No. What have you got me into, Ed? I guess we'll both find out at eight o'clock. You can't you can't back out with only two hours notice. Right now though, I gotta I gotta run. I gotta go to the front door and meet the Larson. So I'll see you later. Snow continues to fall across the Puget Sound region with no sign of letting up. Major highways and many roads are all but impassable. Flights have been canceled in and out of local airports. Trains, including the one carrying Jim Larson towards Seattle, are far behind schedule and making their way slowly along the snowy tracks. I'm ready to make that phone call. Are we almost in Tacoma? Uh, yes, sure, Mr. Larson. Welcome to a Tacoma, city of destiny, and original terminus of the Northern Pacific Railroad. Uh, you'll find a payphone over there on the north end of the platform. Where? Uh, there's so much snow blowing around. I, Oh, I see it. Now, I see it. I'll hold the train for a few minutes. We're so late, it's not going to make much difference to anyone now anyway. Uh, thanks. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make this quick as possible. Oh, okay, man. It's cold out. Where'd that phone go? Oh, there, there it is, right there. This is the operator. How may I help you? Yes. Hello. I'm trying to reach my home in Seattle. Can I call Collect to Atwater three four seven four, please? Uh, who should I say is calling? Uh, Jim. Just say it's Jim. Connecting, sir. Darn it! <sighs> I'm sorry, sir. The circuits aren't busy on account of the storm. Is there another number that you would like me to try? Uh, okay, okay. How about Frederick and Nelson in downtown Seattle? I don't have the number. One moment, please, while I consult directory assistance. Fine, fine. Uh, who should I say is calling? Jim Larson. I'd like to speak to Sarah Larson. Well, that would be person-to-person, sir, and higher charges will apply. Uh, that's fine. Connecting, sir. Busy circuits again, sir, on account of the storm. Anyone else you'd like to try? Uh, no, operator. No, thank you. Darn it. I, I mean, Merry Christmas. I'll just, I'll just get back on the train and get to Seattle as soon as I can. Sarah and the kids could be home or they could be waiting for me at the store just like we planned. I guess there's only one way to find out for sure. I'll have to go to Frederick's myself. All aboard! Hey, I'm talking to you, Mr. Larson. All aboard! I'm coming, I'm coming. We'll be right back with more of our live broadcast of a green and white Christmas. We pause now for station identification. This is Cairo Radio, the friendly station in Seattle. Welcome back to Cairo Radio's live broadcast of a green and white Christmas. 
Twilight has turned to darkness in downtown Seattle, and only a handful of shoppers remain at Frederick and Nelson. Outside, the snow continues to fall. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Frederick and Nelson is now closing so that our employees may enjoy Christmas Eve with their families and loved ones. Please join us again on December 26th when our doors will open at 10 a.m. Thank you for shopping at Frederick and Nelson, and have a Merry Christmas. Uh, hello, Mrs. Lawson. So, still no sign of your husband, eh? No, he's not here. But I heard someone say that it's snowing all the way from Portland to Bellingham and that there are trees and lies down everywhere. I tried calling the train station again, but all I got was a busy signal. Yeah, I bet a lot of people are having a hard time getting home tonight. If it's really snowing as much as you've heard, it's easy to imagine trains delayed all up and down the tracks. Mr. Doorman, Santa said Daddy's going to be all right. He promised. Oh, Susie. He did, did he? Well, if Santa said that, then it must be so. He also said he's going to bring me a train set. I just wish he could bring us the train with Daddy on it. Ah, well, I know old Santa pretty well, as it turns out, and I know he will do all he can to help you. Thank you so much for your kind words, Mr. Thomas. I guess we're going to try to find a restaurant nearby that's still open where we can wait for him. The kids are so hungry, and I know the store is closed now, so we'd better get going. Listen, uh, Mrs. Lawson, this is probably against store policy, but you are welcome to stay here for a while. I don't have to be anywhere for a few hours, and I hate the thought of your family out in this storm, especially if Mr. Lawson shows up and you're not here to meet him. Oh, I don't know what to say. Families should be together, eh? especially on Christmas Eve. You're awfully kind, but we really couldn't impose it on you. Is, it is no imposition, ma'am. Oh, please hear me. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Please, please let us stay here and wait for Daddy. Oh, I really don't know what to do. Even if I could drive in the snow, I wouldn't want to leave here without Jim. But the kids are hungry, so... Hey, hey, look, I have an idea for dinner. Yeah, give me, give me a minute here with the house phone, if you don't mind. Mom, can we please stay, can we? Can we? Shh. Uh, hello, Sally. Yeah, this is Ed at the main entrance. Look, I know it's after closing time, but I got I got three very hungry folks up here who'd love to pay a visit to the Paul Bunyan room. It, yeah, it's kind of an emergency. I'll explain later. Oh, well, would you mind whipping up a few sandwiches? Maybe some Frango milkshakes for these folks? Huh? You don't mind? You are the greatest, Sal. They'd be right down. Frango milkshakes? Oh, you are so kind, Mr. Thomas. Uh, please just call me Ed. And come and find me back here when you finish your dinner, okay? Yay! Oh, thank you, Ed. Thank you very much. Okay, see you folks later, huh? Not just for their sake, but for everyone's sake. Even for poor old Florence the librarian, I sure hope Daddy shows up soon. Oh, Ed! Oh, Mr. Doorman! Wally! Hey, Wally! You already changed out of your Santa suit? Of course I did. I'm not going to meet Flo dressed like that. But I wanted to have you talk with the Larson kids some more while we waited for their dad. Wait for their dad? Are you out of your mind? The store's closed, Ed, and we got a date to get to. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll get there eventually. But we got to leave pretty soon. It's not going to be easy going in the snow. We might have a pretty rough time of it. That's not what you told the Larson kids about their dad in the snow. They told me that you said 
he'd be fine. Oh, geez, don't beat me up about that. I didn't know what else to tell him. I didn't want him to be sad. Well, they believed everything you said. Fine, so they believe me. They're good kids. I don't see them anywhere. Can't we just sneak away? They're, they're gone, right? Now? No, no. I could not turn them out into the snow. Mrs. Larson can't get through to anybody at the railroad. She doesn't want to try to drive in the snow. I don't blame her. Snow's nasty, nasty business. Personally, I can't stand it myself. And she wants to be here when her husband shows up, not out somewhere in the snow. That makes sense to me. So I sent him down to get dinner from Sally. Oh, good old Sal. But they're going to be back pretty soon. I got a feeling the kids are going to need something to take their minds off the storm and their missing dad. I bet you're right. So, is your Santa suit all packed away yet? No. I can go change back into it if I have to. Good. Why do I have a feeling that I won't be meeting this intellectual type tonight? Hey now, kids. Thank the nice lady for this very tasty dinner. Thank you. Thank You're you. very, very welcome. When Ed called and said you folks were hungry, I was happy to oblige. He is simply the nicest man. Anyway, I had some time before I had to head out to my folks' house for Christmas Eve. We really appreciate your hospitality. Of course. And I hope you have a nice evening and a very safe trip home. Thanks, Mrs. Larson. You too. Okay, come on, kids. Let's go meet Mr. Thomas at the main entrance. Maybe, just maybe, your father is here by now. If Daddy's not here yet, can we go to Toy Town again? Oh, yeah, I'd love to see the dolls one more time. Oh, please. I want to go okay. to Toy Town. Kids, oh, kids, please. remember, we really shouldn't be here now like this. The store is actually closed. We know, Mommy, we know, but this is a good place to wait for Daddy. Yes, Jake, but poor Ed probably has his own family to get home to. So what are we going to do, Mommy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, there's Ed. Hello, Mrs. Lawson. Hi, kids. How was dinner? It was so good. It was, so it was really delicious. Is there any sign of my husband yet? Uh, not yet, not yet. But I'm working on finding a place to stay. I tried to call the hotel over to the next corner. The phone's busy. Could be the circuits are overloaded. Anyway, I couldn't get through to the train station either. And uh, sad, I mean, <laughs> my co-worker, Mr. Raymond, left a few minutes ago to walk over to the hotel, see if they might have a room available for you and the kids. Oh, that is so nice of him. He didn't have to do that. We could have checked for ourselves, really. Oh, here comes Mr. Raymond now. Man, Blevin, it's a veritable blizzard out there. I've never seen so much snow. Ho, ho, ho! Oh, gee, that man's voice sounds familiar. Shh, Susie. Okay, thank you so much for going out in the storm for us, Mr. Raymond. You didn't have to do that, really. Think, think nothing of it. Think nothing of it. You can call me Wally. Were you able to find a hotel room? Sorry, ma'am. They're full up with holiday visitors and stranded businessmen. The desk clerk told me that as near as he can tell, every hotel room in Seattle is already full. Oh, my. Every room is full? Yes, ma'am. Every room in the city. <sighs> Even so, it, it really was awfully kind of you to try. Oh, I don't mind. I wanted to see what it was like out there. Ed and I have to head out into the storm ourselves in a few minutes anyway. You do? Oh? Well, it's, it's true, Mrs. Lawson. We do have a previously scheduled engagement. But with the storm and all, we may just have to make other plans. Isn't that right, Wally? Huh? We might not really have any choice. How's that? 
What did, what are you saying, Ed? Uh, nothing, Wally. Just give me a minute here. All right, all right. Now, Mrs. Larson, the lobby here isn't a very comfortable place to wait, but I think I have an idea. Would you please, would you mind coming this way? You too, Susie, Jake, and you too, Wally. Uh, where are we going? Just come with me. And welcome to the sixth floor, the home of the Frederick and Nelson Furniture Department. Oh, I know it so well. They got a nice little model home set up back here, perfect for modern living, and complete with a well-appointed family room. I see. You have here a sofa, you have your armchairs, your reading lamps, a hi-fi set, television, grandfather clock, even a Christmas tree, and a simulated genuine brick fireplace, complete with genuine artificial log. This is certainly all very nice. Jim and I have bought a lot of furniture here over the years, but why are you showing it to us now? Well, you folks need a place to stay while you wait for Mr. Larson, so I thought... But surely we can't just camp out here in the store, in the furniture department. Why not? Yeah, why not, Mommy? This is neat. Daddy would love this. Uh, But I'm sorry, kids, we can't. We need to let Mr. Raymond and Mr. Thomas go to their previous engagement. Ma'am, please. Wally and I will be perfectly content helping you get settled so you feel right at home here at Frederick and Nelson until Mr. Lawson arrives. But Mr. Thomas... Mommy, come on. Can we please... After you've settled in, after you've settled in, Wally and I will retire to the first floor where we can keep watch for Mr. Lawson because... Families should be together on Christmas Eve, no matter Ed, what. Ed, we got to talk. Could you come this way for a moment, please? Excuse me, Mrs. Larson. Listen, Wally, you trust me on this one? You don't really want to meet this Florence, this uh, in- intellectual type. You Really? I don't want to meet her? But but you said... Forget what I said before. I mean, she's a librarian. Anyway, it's a, it's a blizzard outside. It'd take us hours to get to Queen Anne Hill. Why don't you... Why don't you go and see if good old Santa Claus is still around? Huh? And how many times do I have to ask you to go and change back into your Santa suit? My Santa suit? Oh, Ed, do I have to? Yes. I need you to come back and spend some time with Jake and Susie. They're upset about their dad, and they could use a distraction. You're right. You're right. That's a good idea, especially since it was old Santa who promised them that their dad would be okay. Exactly. Finally. But wait a minute. I want to talk to you about this flow. Really? Enough about flow. We'll talk later. Now, go and change. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going. <clears throat> anyway, as I was saying, uh, Mrs. Larson, it will be no trouble at all for you to stay here tonight for as long as necessary. Are you sure, Mr. Thomas? Uh, Mr. Raymond seems quite upset. Trust me, Mrs. Larson. Wally will be fine. I'm sure your husband will be here before too long. There is no sense in trying to get home now. It's still snowing. The roads are a mess. I certainly am grateful not to have to drive in this. Whole family can make their way home safely in the daylight tomorrow. I still don't think it's right, Mr. Thomas, but I'm grateful for it. We cannot thank you enough. Please, it's no trouble. Now, I'll get this place all ready. Make sure the lamp's light and uh, find a space heater that works. Why don't you take Susie and Jake down to sleepwear on the third floor? Get some pajamas, robes, and slippers. Oh my, how should I pay for the clothes that we take? Don't worry about that now. Just save the tags. You can pay a cashier next time you're in the store. If you need me, I'll be downstairs at the main entrance keeping an eye out for Mr. Larson. Just as soon as I get some Christmas music tuned in on this hi-fi set right here. 
Gee, Mom, this is going to be fun. We've never spent Christmas Eve in a department store before. Oh, this certainly is a first for the Larson family. That is for sure. Mr. Thomas sure is very nice. He is, sweetie. Yes, he is. Okay, come on. Let's go and find you some pajamas. And let's get some for Daddy, too. That is a terrific idea, Susie. <laughs> How's it going on Dad Watch? No sign of the guy yet. No sign of anybody. Take a look out there. Just more and more snow. It's almost 11 o'clock. It's that late already? Yep. How's the rest of the Lawson family? Well, the little girl's asleep with a doll we picked out in Toy Town. Mom's reading. Jake's still awake listening to the radio. He's beaten me five times at checkers, but I cleaned up when we played marbles. (laughs) Sounds like they're settling in just fine. Yeah, that they are. That they are. I finally got through to Darlene. And... And she and Flo stayed in. Darlene says there's more than a foot of snow on Queen Anne. The party was canceled. Oh, too bad. But, but she also said we got a rain check for another soiree on New Year's Eve. A rain check for intellectual Florence? No, 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 not for me. No, thanks. Fine, have it your way. You bet I will. I'll see if Charlie over in Men's Furnishings is doing anything on New Year's Eve. I'll bet Charlie would love to match wits with Flo. Wait a minute, wait a wait a minute. Count me in, count me in. I've got nothing against smart women. All right, calm down, Santa, you're in. Okay, that's better. Jeez. You know, sitting up like this, Pickering with you on Christmas Eve reminds me of Italy. What was it? 1944? <laughs> then we get stuck with guard duty while the other guys got to go to the USO show and have a turkey dinner? You know, I, I think you're right. I think even when you were trying to talk me into some kind of double date then, too, with a couple of crazy whacks. <laughs> Hard to believe it's been 10 years already. Well, at least we made it home alive. Yeah, that we did. That we did. And I have to say... It's been a pretty good 10 years. Can't complain. Can't complain. No, me neither. But sometimes I sort of wish I had a wife and kids waiting for me to make it home on Christmas Eve. (laughs) I know what you mean. But come on, we got plenty of time to settle down now, don't we? No, my friend, not as many years as you'd think. I mean, we blinked and it's 1954. Next week it's going to be 1955. 1955 for crying out loud. Telling you, Ed. As much as I've complained about our little family duty tonight, this has been a real wake-up call. I guess I know what you mean. Me and Darlene have talked about setting a date, but it's about all we've done. Talk, I mean. Well, maybe this Flo and I'll hit it off, and we could have a big double wedding next June. Uh, Hold your horses there, Wally. Don't get all sentimental on me yet. Let's get through Christmas Eve and New Year's first, huh? We'll be right back with the final act of our live broadcast of A Green and White Christmas. We pause now for station identification. This is Cairo Radio, the friendly station in Seattle. Welcome back to Cairo Radio's live broadcast of A Green and White Christmas. Snow has fallen all over the Puget Pacific Northwest transforming even the industrial area south of downtown Seattle into a winter wonderland, just as Jim Larson's train finally reaches its destination. Here I finally am. King Street Station. Hmm, 11 o'clock. The train was only eight hours late. 
Oh, oops, looks like I'm not the only one here tonight. Look at all those people sleeping on the benches. Ugh. I just got to get my bag from the station attendant and be on my way out of here. Good evening, sir. May I have your name, please? Uh, Larson, Jim Larson. I have one suitcase to pick up from the train. Just gotten in from Portland, please. And I'm headed out. Headed out? Headed out where? To find my family, of course, and go home. It's Christmas Eve. There are no taxis and buses outside, Mr. Larson. More than a foot of snow has fallen. Seattle is shut down. You'll be much better staying in here. Stay here? At the train station? You've got to be kidding me. Home is a place to be on Christmas Eve. Don't worry. We've arranged for plenty of soup and blankets. Soup and blankets? Soup and blankets? Yes, sir. The Northern Pacific takes excellent care of you. No offense, but I guess maybe I've been cooped up on a train for far too long. I'm not going to stay in a place for any minute more than I have to. But what are you going to do? First, I need to make a phone call. Then I'll know how far I have to walk. To walk? Okay, then. The payphones are along the rear wall. Over that way. Thank you. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. You too, Mr. Larson. Oh, man. Spend the night, Christmas Eve, in the train station. Let's see. I've got change from the dining car in here somewhere. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'll try home first. Soup and blankets. <laughs> Home is only about, what, seven miles from here on foot? Oh, doggone it. The circus must still be jammed. That means that Sarah and the kids could be at Frederick's, or they might be any place between there and home. So if I'm going to find them, I've got to start by looking at Fifth and Pine. Sir, are you sure you don't want to stay here at the station? There's really no use in trying to go anywhere in this weather now. Thank you, but it's Christmas Eve. I promised to meet my wife and kids at Frederick's and Nelson. I can walk. It's only 20 blocks. But, sir, all the stores are closed hours ago. There's no one there now. And what about the soup and blankets? Uh, no, thank you. A family tradition is a family tradition. Oh, what was I thinking? These shoes weren't meant for walking in the snow. Doggone it! Jim Larson makes his way north from the train station through a windy, cold, white, and very deserted downtown Seattle. To pass the time and take his mind off of the bone-chilling cold and his aching, wet feet, he sings every song he can think of with any reference to snow. I'm almost there. Just a couple more blocks to go. Let's see. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. I've, I've done that one already. Walking in a winter wonderland, that one too. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, did that one a couple times now, too. Silver bells, silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Okay, okay, maybe not. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. No, not that one again. Either. 
there's the store up ahead. I think that's Frederick's. It's hard to tell for sure in all this snow. Only one more block to go. Gosh, it's almost midnight. Maybe that station attendant was right. I'll bet there's nobody there. Uh, maybe I should have stayed for the soup and blankets. Hey, wait a minute. There's a light on. And that's a doorman leaning against the desk in there. And he's not alone. That's why that's Santa Claus. Hey, excuse me, excuse me. I know the store's closed, but uh, can you tell me if a lady and two children left a message for me? Hey, come inside. Get that snow. You must be, you must be Mr. Larson. Merry Christmas to you, sir. I am, I am. Jim Larson, and Merry Christmas to you, too. But how in the world did you know my name? Uh, please come right this way. Your family is waiting for you upstairs. Come with us. Come with us. <laughs> As the doorman and Santa lead Mr. Larson toward the sixth floor, they tell him of his family's travails. As a wave of relief washes over the exhausted traveler, he suddenly remembers an important task that was also delayed by the storm. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. What is it? Look, I feel uh, silly about this, but I need to ask a special favor, even though it's so late. What's the favor? Well, being stuck on the train and all, I didn't get a chance to do any of my Christmas shopping today. See, I was planning on getting here about an hour before Sarah and the kids. And uh, I'm trying to say is, would you mind if we made a couple of stops here in Fredericks so that I could pick up a few gifts? By all means, we can take you to Toy Town for the kids. Then we can find something nice for Mrs. Lawson. We'll get you fixed right up, old boy. Hey, let me make sure I get my checkbook. Uh, let's, it's in my briefcase here now, somewhere. No, 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 Mr. Lawson, don't worry about that now. We know you're good for it. Just pay the cashier next time you're in the store. Uh, that's awfully kind of you. And please, call me Jim. Well, then, come on, Jimbo. Let's finish your shopping and get your gifts wrapped before Christmas Eve is over. It's almost midnight. Okay, I'm a little frazzled. I hope I can remember what Susie and Jake want for Christmas. Don't worry. I talk to your kids tonight a lot, so I know exactly what they want, and I'll glue my beard back on, and we'll give them a big old Santa surprise. Come right this way, Jim. Toy Town awaits. Christmas, ho, ho, ho! Get the halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 Do you think I hear something? Go back to sleep, Susie. Ho, ho, ho! You better watch out, you better not cry. I heard it again. It's Santa. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry You're right, Christmas. Susie, I ho, hear it too. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, Merry oh, Christmas! Kids, Merry go Christmas. back to sleep, kids. Shh! But, Mom, it's Santa Claus. Santa. What? Who? What? Oh, I must have fallen asleep. Is it? Is it morning already? Ho, ho, we? ho! Look, everybody! And look who old Santy found out in the snow. Hello, everybody! Daddy! Daddy! Santa found Daddy! Oh, Jim! Jim, you're here. Uh, oh, let me get my arms around all three of you guys. Oh, Just like Santa Claus promised. Ho, ho, ho. That's right. Old Santa wouldn't steer you wrong. I can't believe I'm finally home. We're so glad to see you, Jim. I'm so relieved. 
No, me too, hon. I thought I was going to break our federal tradition and not make it to Fredericks on Christmas Eve. It's so good to see you guys. And you guys, too. Hey, kids, why don't you come over here by the tree and see what else old Santa brought you? Oh, boy. Oh, look at this. Oh, Mr. Doorman. Why don't you come on over with us, too, here? Ed? Ed? Of course, of course. Here I am. Oh, Jim, we missed you so much, and I was so worried about you. Oh, me too. It was been a crazy day. I was stuck on the train for 11 hours. I don't know what we would have done without Mr. Thomas and Mr. Raymond. They really saved everything. Yeah, look at this wonderful place. It's, well, it's almost like home. This is going to be the best Christmas ever now that you're home. All I could think and all I kept telling anyone who listened was that I had to make it to Frederick's for Christmas Eve to be with you and the kids. I'm so glad we didn't have to leave the store. I had a feeling that you would come here first. Uh, Thank goodness for those two guys. Oh, we should do something really nice for them. I think they gave up a previous commitment, too. Uh, A what? I think they had some kind of double date that they had to cancel. Uh, well, maybe we could return to a favor. In fact, I have an idea. Uh, 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 Mr. Dorman, Mr. Claus, would you join us for Christmas dinner tomorrow? You and your dates, maybe? We can't begin to repay you for all you've done tonight. Ah, gee, you don't have to do that, Mr. Larson. Uh, but seeing as how we don't have any other plans... Oh, you need to come over. We'll have turkey and all the trimmings, two kinds of pie. I'd love to join you. What about you, Santa? Mrs. Claus and I would be delighted. Do you think Darlene and Florence are available? Maybe, if you're a good boy. See, wait till the other kids hear Santa's coming to dinner. Santa Claus is coming to our house? Santa Claus uh, is coming to now, our house? Now, 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 kids, now, kids, hold on there a minute. Hold on. Santa Claus is off duty tomorrow, so for dinner at our house, he'll be wearing his civilian clothes. Oh. Oh, I owe you one, Jimbo. Anyway, let's get you two back to bed. We've got a busy morning ahead of us tomorrow. First, we have to open presents in this living room. Then we have to drive home in the snow and open all the presents under the tree in our real living room. Yay! Yeah! It's almost midnight, Jim. You did make it to Frederick's on Christmas Eve. And now Christmas is here. And I love that we are all together. Merry Christmas, hon. Merry Christmas, everybody! You've been listening to a live broadcast of A Green and White Christmas, written and directed by Felix Bunnell, and performed remotely by Cairo Radio Voices around the Pacific Northwest and Bonneville, Seattle. Live analog sound effects were performed in studio by Curtis Takahashi. Music was originally recorded especially for Seattle Radio Theater back in 2001 by the late great king of Scandinavian comedy and accordion virtuoso, Stan Borison. Live sound mixing was by Sean DeTore. Station engineering was by Paul Carvalho and Vern Lawton. Our cast tonight included Dave Ross as the doorman, Chris Sullivan as Santa Claus, Ursula Roitine as Sarah Larson, G. Scott making his radio drama debut as Jim Larson. 
Colleen O'Brien as Susie. Nicole Jennings as Jake. Also featured in the cast were Hannah Scott as Sally the Waitress, Mike Lewis, Soup and Blankets, Obsessed Train Station Attendant, Aaron Granillo, Smooth Radio Announcer Guy, Miley Katie, Phone Operator, and Shonda Torrey, Radio Announcer and Phone Operator. This is your announcer, iconic Northwest newsman Frank Shires speaking and bidding you good night and Merry Christmas. We'll see you in person at Town Hall next year. You are listening to Cairo Radio, the friendly station in Seattle. Here for what's next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.